Well, it's good to be back after a break. I know we're starting a little bit early, but I see a lot of people that are sitting and waiting for us to get started tonight. We've got a very exciting show coming up. Hey, it's the future. The future is now. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about as we experience some futuristic, modern, revolutionary rock from a band known as Theo Terran. And we are going to have them up, Monica and David, in just a few moments. And I love all the comments that are coming in and uh, really appreciate it. Adam Andrew, thank you for joining us tonight. Mike Caruso, thank you for being online. And everybody else who's coming into the show. You know, talking about the future, you know, when I was in kindergarten and first grade, they promised me a jetpack. I still don't have that, so I'm a little bit disappointed, but that disappointment has been kind of soothed a little bit with the kind of music that we are going to be having tonight from Theo Terra. And, and Mike, thank you. David's going to be with us in just a moment. This is an awesome start, and we'll be right back with Monica Sowie and David Patacone from Theo Terra. And there they are with me. We got David and Monica. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you. Hey, thank you for having us. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> and if you are new to us, please go ahead and subscribe to us right here on YouTube. That's Litho's Cry. And by doing that, we all know how the game works. It helps the algorithm and helps get artists like this more recognition. And that's what I'm here to do tonight is to serve these two wonderful artists who are doing a great work for the Lord. It's really exciting to have them on. I've been watching them for a while. It just takes some time for me to get people on here. Uh, so it's just really exciting to have you. I've had Monica on before, and we were just talking about that before the show uh, when she had her solo project. And we did that interview during COVID, and we won't talk about that time because that was a, I had the, I, I had the, the, the vid at that time myself. But it's good to see you doing something different. David, you've had your own project on your own for, for several years now. How did the idea come about to join forces and create Theo Terran? Well, uh, that was, uh, I blame David for that one. That was his fault. <laughs> well, my fault entirely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He had me um, feature on a song like, what was that, in 21? Yeah, that was in 21. Yeah, 21. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He he found me randomly on Facebook <laughs> and <laughs> asked me to feature on a song called Captivate My Heart. And then in 22, um, the, the label flew me out to KCF to perform the song and then everybody liked it. So we were kind of like, hey, let's let's do this again. Let's do more. And it kind of became we were like, well, let's just make our own project. Yeah. <laughs> so that's <laughs> kind of became a, what it is now, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was the kingdom come festival, right? Not Kentucky fried chicken that you. Well, I mean, I guess either way. So you found her randomly on Facebook. How did you reach out to Monica? Were you just like, hey, I'm David? Did you know of David yeah. before this? How did this all work? 
So I, I have a lot of people on Facebook and stuff like that. And then it, you know, for the algorithm, it like suggests people and things like that. And she kept coming up and I'm like, I've never met her in person. So I generally don't like send random people friend requests, but, uh, I had enough. So I finally just sent her a <laughs> friend request. And, uh, and I think we just, we were friends for at least a little while. Um, yeah. And she had done she had done uh some karaoke videos on there of Evanescence and I was like, oh she can sing, that's cool. So I was working on a song called Captivate My Heart Captivate My Heart and uh I reached out to her like, Hey, are you interested? And sent it to her and she was, Oh, this is great. So she ended up singing on it and it became a hit. And so yeah, we um we had got a Kingdom Con Festival in twenty two. We sang the song together, um had had a lot of fun. It, it feels like I've known her forever. You know, first time I ever met her, she did this, and uh, she's like my little sister. We've been talking for a while and stuff. So that this this is this is entirely one hundred percent her fault. So it's, it's a theater thing, but it's her fault. So we're both Italian. <laughs> it works. Um, but yeah, so we had finished Kingdom Come Festival. Uh, we all went home and stuff like that. And I ended up uh, I had a song in the, in progress, and I was like, hey, would you want to sing on this one? And so she really liked it. It's a little bit bit different than what I had done, obviously. And so we started working on that. That's a song called War Cry. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, just kind of, we we worked on that. Then we worked on a few others and just kind of kept growing and growing and growing. And so, yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. And and Mike Caruso is weighing in and says, hi, David. <laughs> hey, Mike. Hi. How you doing? Oh, he's like, I had a view though. No, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, he's, he's doing this to you, not me. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm just in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, thank you for joining the live stream tonight. Yes, it's a you. pleasure to have you on and everybody that's joining. I love seeing those numbers go up by the eyeball up on the left-hand side of the screen. And hey, please share this out because we're going to get into some good music and get into some good conversation tonight. And I think we're going to dive into that right now because you know, what were some of the con the confirmations that God gave you that this is what he wanted you to do? I mean, this was a big jump for two of you to do something different like this how did you know that this was what was supposed to happen well i guess we just maybe it's just because we work really well together i don't know it was kind of like that and i mean we wrote uh we we kind of had the same sorry my brain's kind of like all over the place uh okay. had the same ideas as far as what we wanted Theo Terran to be about. And we, we were just, I guess we were just on the same, uh, had the same mindset for everything. And I mean, we wrote our first, the album that's out now, we wrote it in like what, a few months. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like wow. six or eight months. If that, yeah. Or less than less than or less than. Yeah. I mean, so everything just kind of, it just flows really, really well between us. Mm -hmm. So you, you can tell when you listen to the music, it's just very well put together. It's tight and very well polished what you're doing. It's not like you're trying to make something work. It actually sounds like you've been um, you know, doing this for quite some time. And hey, hey, what's hey, hey, up, guys? <laughs> awesome. He yes. has been part of the Lithos Cry family for many years now. And nice. he is sometimes my co-host. <laughs> cool. Right on. Nice. Yep. He's so excited to hear the interview. Jermaine, it's good to 
See you That's in right. 2024. And Monica, don't feel left out because Mike says, hey, Monica, <laughs> as well. Okay. I saw Mike not too long ago uh, at the, the show, uh, the Danger Room show. So I was just messing okay. with <laughs> I have to ask this question from an artistic perspective because this is something that I've had to deal with because what I do here is this is art as well. You know, a lot of times artists have the uh, have a hard time, I would say, with change or the concept of change. And David, you had to change the way that you were doing things. Monica, you had to make some drastic changes to things that you were doing. And what would you do or what would you say to artists who might be struggling with the idea of changing their art? I mean, it's a very personal thing when you're talking about art. How would you encourage such an artist? I think uh, if you're all on the same page, or at least you know, communicate really well together and pray about it. Um, I think with with us, it was just kind of, and we already had worked on Captivate My Heart, but I think even with this new project, because the sound was different, but we wanted it to be different. You know, we didn't want another David Patacone clone or a CD clone or or what have you. Um, and I think part of it was like, we were also trying to figure out our sound, you know, but in the beginning, it, it, when we were doing this, it, it worked really well. And I think it flowed really well. We prayed about everything, like what to write lyrically and, and, you know, topics and things like that. Um, so I think part of it is just, you know, be able to communicate with each other. With each other. Um, if you have someone in the band that can't do that, it may bite you in the, in the you know, tissue later. Um, or it might not, but I think it just keep the lines of communication open. Definitely pray together, uh, especially as a Christian band. Uh, keep God in the center of all of it. I mean, there's a reason that, you know, you come together and you're brought together and things like that. And um, I think keep, keep you know, that in mind and, and, and let God kind of lead, you know, because that's, that's the thing with our band is we pray about like what topics to write about, whether it's part of the lore or part of like personal testimonies or part of you know, uh, worship or whatever else. Um, but I, that's kind of what I would think. Um, I would say, what do you think, Monica? Yeah, I agree all of, to all of that. And also, um, with changing and everything, um, it's, you know, they always say change is hard, but I don't think that that's necessarily true in cases where it comes to like art or like your sound, because, um, sometimes I think that, you know, if you're trying to change your sound or whatever, it, it might just be something simple. It might just be easy. I mean, if it's, if it's easy, like how it's easy for David and I to write together where everything just kind of falls into place, then I mean that you, it's not really anything to really be afraid of because if it's, if, if your change is, uh, making things more fun and um, you're, you know, you go from, yeah, this is all right. I kind I like how I sound, but I wish this was different. And you change it into something that you're like, yeah, I get excited about this. I, I love listening to my, my music and what, you know, whatnot, then um, yeah. I mean, then that would be, you know, change can be easy in that kind of case, I think. Yeah. What, what I'm hearing you say, Monica, is that change is a outward manifestation of growth 
and changing your sound and becoming more fun and developing what you're doing. And we, oh boy, the whole tricord family is here tonight. We got Charles. Hey, Martin. all right, change oh, is man. good. Charles, <laughs> it's real good. And he he uh, commented just a few minutes ago. I, oh my people. <laughs> and Jermaine says, "Love you, Glenn, Monica, and David. I love you guys too, man. We got the whole family here tonight. Yes. You know, that's the one thing I love about doing this is the connection that." you make with everybody and really mm -hmm. when everybody is has the same spirit indwelling them and that's the spirit of jesus christ it's like you get together you know, I've, I've known monica david this is the first time i've met you but it feels like i've known you forever because it's the same same spirit and mm -hmm. jermaine's weighing in on the change he says i find change easy i think in life you have to be adaptable especially mm -hmm. as a believer when truly following god mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. I, I would I would agree with that. God is not a static God. He is a moving God. He's got a plan and it's going to come to pass. And either you can get on the bus or the bus is going to leave you at the station is basically what it comes down to. Uh, if you don't move with that change and I want to be where God is and what he's doing and what he wants me to do. Yeah. And that really kind of ties into my next question is when we embark on an assignment that God gives us, we grow in that process. A lot of times I've found myself when I start doing something new or different, I learn something new about Jesus and my relationship with him gets deeper and deeper. How for each of you has your relationship with Jesus grown since you've made these changes? Um, I'd say, I, you know, we've grown a lot. You know, um, I know I have because, well, I guess in my case, I went from, I've always liked metal music, um, but I went from, it, it was really difficult to write and I didn't really have the connection that I have with David. And so I went from struggling and everything being difficult and me just saying, you know, kind of like, all right, God, like what is happening here to <laughs> now, like now God has shown me just different things in life and with the music and everything. And I'm actually doing something that I enjoy. And I mean, I love doing Theo Terran. <laughs> just ask my husband. He's just like, man, you're always doing Theo Terran stuff. <laughs> um, but I think I think that it's helped me grow spiritually because it's like kind of like God has shown me. So last year at KCF was our first show ever. Um, it was my first show ever. And it was our first set as Theo Taren. We did not know what to expect. And God literally filled the room and also gave us a merch line. So. Wow. Yeah, I was I was just like, oh, my goodness. So I um, it's just it's crazy because it's just like God just is showing, you know, what he can do. And, you know, and that just I think that that kind of helps grow your faith, too, in him whenever you mm -hmm. see the things that he does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great. David, how about for you? I think part of it is with the music. I mean, it's 
as we go through it and as we were writing and involving God in the whole process, I mean, we're, you know, what I tell people all the time is it's his band. We're just part of it. You know, we get to be part of it. We get to perform it, but it's, it's his ideas and, and even things where it's beyond the music where we have like the lore and the story that we're writing and just all the world building and things like that. That was all God's idea. And I will always give him credit wow. for that, for everything we do. Like it's not something I've ever done or even, even like crossed my mind. And it's a lot of work, you know, and it's a lot of like, just a lot more creativity than just music. But, um, you know, even, even in telling the story of, of uh, the Lord and everything where it's, it's all tied in with like biblical prophecy and things like that but it's also packaged where like anyone can kind of hear it mm -hmm. um, and, and, and understand it and like enjoy it. Um, but all those things like the mark of the beast, the antichrist, like all those things are like in there. They're just not like spoon fed and like, you know, here, take this, you know, it, right. it, I think it leaves it open for just anyone, whether you're a Christian or not, um, you know, to understand where, you know what's taking place and things like that so i think we do tie in with tie in scripture with it we do tie in with even like i said personal testimonies and, and things like that but um as far as growing it's spiritually i think that's part of it is just because we've been i mean i've always involved god in my my music and whatever i'm doing but like having someone else in the band and other input and then like you know her husband and you know even my family and where it's all kind of like there's multiple people on there versus it just me doing my own thing. And I think that's, it's helped see other things that God's doing in someone else's life and how that ties in and, you know, with patience and um, new ideas and things like that. Cause there's oftentimes where, you know, we're going back and forth on lyrics or, or melodies and it's like, Oh, that sounds really cool. And then she's like, actually, I don't like it. I'm like, dang it. You know? Um, <laughs> but then, like, you know, Part of it also tied with the last question is like you, you, I think being willing to try something different, you know, and that's something we learned from like our label is just, you know, try ideas. If they, if they're, they weren't great. If they don't, you don't have to keep them. You can just keep what you had and stuff. And I think part of the growth is also like learning to trust someone else, you know, with, with something that's, that's personal, you know, music, art, mm -hmm. uh, everything, everything with art is personal. It's part mm -hmm. of who you are. It's part of your story and things like that. And I think that's, a big part of it is just being able to trust someone else and like hear what God's doing through them and saying through them and, and what's going on in their life. And, um, and then, like I said, like, like she said, like, you know, standing back, you know, on our first show and like, you know, if, like we didn't fill the room. God did that. You know, it's like, we're, it's our first show. We're not even on like a main stage. We're not like, you know, well announced or whatever. It's just, but people showed up and, you know, people heard what we, what God wanted to share through us. You know, there was a, uh, after the show, there was uh, a girl that came up to us, you know, and, you know, I, I don't remember all the details of just, she was going through a lot of things in her personal life and just something Monica shared with is, it, it was one of the songs that she wrote is, it's a worship song called undefeated. And, um, she shared part of her testimony and this girl, you know, she's probably maybe, I think she's like what, 12, 13, something like that. Yeah. She was pretty young. And, yeah, she was young, but then she came up to Monica and, and us. She's like, man, like everything you said, like really hit home for me and mm -hmm. really like meant a lot to me. And we're just like, wow, God, like, wow. you know, like and that was like the first was show. Yeah. Yeah. No, keep, keep going with the story, but yeah. 
Yeah. So it was just, it, you know, and we got to pray with her and minister with her, just, just talk with her and hear her story. And, and, you know, that's, that's the other thing we like playing live. It's, it's cool to play live, but it's really like kind of the before and after the show that means the most to us where we get to talk with people and, and interact and fellowship and, and they get to share their stories. We share ours and it's just true fellowship, you know, and whatever ministry God wants. And so we'll play in front of one person or 50,000. It doesn't, there's no difference for me. If, if, if there's always going to be one person in the audience, at least that, that God wants to to share his heart with them, you know, and that's, that's why we do what we do. And I think even in that, that's even in our surrendering to that, that's helped us grow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of comments coming in and I want to hit on those. Uh, Jermaine, with what you were just saying, David, he said, that's good. And I kind of want to expound upon that in a minute. And then Mike was actually at the first show. He says, you guys rock the first show. And from what I'm hearing, I wish I was there to see that. And then um, the lore is perfect for those that don't want to hear the gospel or talk to about the Bible, but love fantasy. They can get in the, get the gospel another way. And then uh, working in a band is challenging at times. Learning to work in unity with each other is only a God thing. Yeah, big time. The cool part about it all is hearing the product of multiple individual artists make one sound. Yes. God Mm. really moves upon that. That unity is something that's so precious to him. And that's why it says it's important for us to dwell in unity. Another comment says that's the greatest feeling ever. Nothing beats sharing testimonies through song. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. David, I really see your heart to minister to other people. And that's what I can gather is the reason why you do this. You want to reach out to people with the gospel and it's perfectly okay to do it with the Lord, which we're going to talk about in just a few moments. Cause as we're, as the Lord is coming up with what you're doing and all the things around it, I keep thinking of CS Lewis and the lion, the witch and the wardrobe yeah. and, and all of those <laughs> things that that level of creativity, I think, unfortunately kind of got lost in the Western church um, over some time where it's just like, well, if it's not the black and white, you know, this is the, 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 the presentation on Sunday, then it's not legit and we're not going to do it. But mm-hmm. that presentation, and if you take a look at scripture and you read it through fresh eyes, you want to talk about real fantasy. I mean, oh my, yeah. my, <laughs> it just opens up things. And then Monica, since we talked the last time, uh, your project with Aceity was, was very, very good. And I really enjoyed it. But what I'm seeing with you now is you're really just moving in the flow. You're you're right in that track, and it's it's all coming together. Everything that you did with the CD was mm-hmm. preparing you for this level, and now you're at a point with David where what you do, because he has made those connections to be able to minister to people, you're part of that flow now, which is so exciting to see that growth for you. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> So I'd like to just sister. hang out with you guys for like a week <laughs> <laughs> and just travel the road together and, and talk about music and talk about Jesus. And that's, that's what we're doing tonight. <laughs> so how have you grown as musicians? I know you kind of touched that, uh, you touched upon that a little bit, but what's different about you now musically with your skill and your craft? Mm, go ahead, David. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think, with at least for myself, and I mean, I, I started writing music in like 2009, I think, um, knowing absolutely nothing. And, and I've, I've grown a lot just being able to do what I do. And I think part of it is also just 
even back then, I didn't really know what my sound was going to be. Um, I always had a beat, a beat or melody in my head, but uh, I started out doing like, you know, Christian EDM and poorly. Uh, <laughs> but I got, I got signed to a, la a label in Europe for a little bit, so I guess it was good enough. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I think part of it is I, I was, I grew up listening to like, you know, uh, industrial bands and electronic rock and metal and things like that. And I think part of that is uh, it kind of led me to that direction of, and I've always loved like eighties music cause I grew up in there cause I'm old. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, as far as growing as a musician, I think it's part of it's always, uh, I've always learned to like, just try something. And if it works cool, um, if it doesn't, you know, move on. Um, but I've challenged myself. Um, like I have three, pro three projects now, <laughs> which, you know, <laughs> one was enough, but now I'm just insane. I think, um, <laughs> you know, and they're all different. Like I purposely wanted them different. It's like, you know, Theo Terran is like futuristic science fiction, you know, cyber rock, you know, sci uh, cyberpunk stuff. Um, Patagoni can be really whatever I want it to be, but it's everywhere between like 80s synth kind of stuff, synth pop and, and 90s industrial. And then the new the new project is basically just an instrumental, like dark cinematic music. So mm -hmm. it's it's it would fit well in like film, TV, video game, whatever. Um, but I think as, as far as growing a musician, part of that is my skill level and what I've been able to do, but it's also been able to work with other people like Monica um, and getting feedback and things and then having uh, an open mind to to di do different ways to do things you know uh i think even on our first song it was like i had we how many courses do we have like revisions of that which one <laughs> war, we'll just start war with war cry. cry yeah yeah uh i think we only had like three yeah maybe, i think because yeah, but, yeah yeah i think that's right I think because we kept tweaking the lyrics a little bit, mm -hmm. so yeah. But but there'd be like one where it's like I really like it, and she's like, eh, I don't know, I don't know. Let me think about it. And then she's like, Let's try something different. I'm like, all right, you know. So it's yeah. just, I think, but then it comes out afterwards, like, dude, I'm so glad that I, I I listened to her, and and you know, and even just like I said before, is is involving God and the lyrics and everything else, musicianship and everything, like he's got some really good ideas. Like he's the best musician ever. I just, I pale in comparison to him. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know. mm -hmm. Yeah. But. Yep. How about, how about for you, Monica, how have you grown musically as a, um, in your skill in art? Uh, I think a lot in a lot of ways, um, because before, so when I did, a city I didn't really know what I was doing <laughs> I just kind of I was just kind of winging it I guess and um you know I kind of I, I was as far as the vocals and lyrics and everything I was just kind of doing that on my own but I think it kind of prepared me and then as well as working with other musicians like like I did a song with my friend Orion and he kind of, he's been doing music for 15 years or so. And he, cause he's in a, he's in a, what, what does he call it? Deathcore band. I don't know. Um, I'm not good with genres, but <laughs> he kind of <laughs> taught me how to 
make things flow, I guess. And especially like with the chorus and stuff. And so I think between doing a CAD and then Theo Terran, it's like I, I've grown as far as being able to write uh, lyrics and melodies and vocals and all that. There, there's still a lot that I'm working on, but I've, I feel like I've come like a, a long way since I did a Theo versus Theo Terran because it's just, it's like almost like a night and day difference, you know, and with the music and even with, I mean, pretty much every Theo Terran song is catchy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know so i learned a lot and between that time and then also just i've i'm an introvert but it's like at shows i'm not because you know i know everybody and you know the fans that are there they're like they're, they're the reason why we're doing theo Terran and you know, I mean, Theo Terran, but between God and, and fans and friends, Theo Terran wouldn't really exist. So, mm -hmm. um, so between God and, and the friends and fans, you know, it's, it's like, okay, so I'm doing this for a purpose for everybody. And so I think I've kind of I kind of come out of my shell, I guess, in those settings. So that's, you know, that's different. That's, I've grown a lot there. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Hey. Yeah, that's, that tricord music, your yeah. music really does smack. That's what, and I have to read I, this and put this in, put this in context because, um, you know, David, you and I are the old guys in the room here. And, you know, we both grew up in the 80s and, and some part of the 70s for me. And uh, Tricord Music says a collab album would be disgusting. Now, back in the day, that would have meant, <laughs> right. ew, we're not going to do that. But yeah. now that's like, oh, that is so totally cool. So words yeah. have changed around. I have Rad. some ideas. Yeah, he says, I cannot wait to stare, share the stage with you guys. Man, a collab album, that would be pretty cool. And then Mike says, not one bad song on the album. Seriously, not one. I want to let's Jesus. let's get into the let's get into the music a little bit because uh, <coughs> a lot of people are wanting to go there. And then we're going to talk about the lore because I'm really fascinated. I want to know the details behind it all. And as everybody knows, we cannot do a Raven's Heart where we have musical guests that we cannot not play a track. And the one is one that you have been talking about a little bit tonight. It's War Cry. Yeah, this uh, this is a War Cry song. Uh, hey, yeah. <laughs> what is this song about before we feast our ears on it? This is kind of like a... I mean, it's a war cry, <laughs> right? So this is kind of like a, um, this is, I guess the start of, yes, this is what we were born for. This is like the start of our rebellion uh, against Union City Corporation. Mm -hmm. So, okay. yeah, which is basically against, uh, the one world new world order government thing um and basically you know it's about the fact that we are on the winning side 
you know. So this is our war cry and the enemy just trembles when they hear it kind of thing. What a perfect so- song for the times that we're living in right now. This is War Cry by Theo Tarrant, and we'll be back in just a moment.
<laughs> that is amazing. And I know Jermaine's probably looking forward to this because he knows how this goes. We have our studio mascot. Back in the day when Monica did it with the city, it was Mac the Metal Dog. He passed away not too long after that. But now we have Amy, our studio dog. And she's got her headphones on, and you get Amy's paw of approval tonight. Nice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she does yes. listen to the music. She comes in and listens to everything that we uh, that we play here. So you get the paw of approval tonight. That is unreal, and I love the comments that are coming in, and we're going to talk about the lore. <clears throat> and uh, I want to tie that in with, with the sound that you have because you describe your sound as a – revolutionary futuristic sci-fi rock sound and as i listen to this one song in particular it sounds like doctor who's tardis collided with lacuna coils tour bus and that's how we got the sound that you have here uh, Love that. that's great oh man the album's bigger on the inside by the way yeah, when you, it, it, yeah. When you walk in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, what is the lore? What is Theoterra? And how does that tie into the... What's the story behind the story here? What What is the lore? Go ahead, David. And okay. Just, All right. I wasn't sure you're good. You're yeah. good. You're better at it than me. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, once upon a time. No. Um... So we we prayed about it and like God gave us a lot of ideas with this and it it takes place in an alternate universe or sorry alternate timeline same universe alternate timeline and so in 2020 um, this uh, this uh, lab creates this thing called the upgrade and so the upgrade basically is something you pl you implant on your right hand or your forehead and it'll eventually it'll basically give you like uh, it'll be able to re recode your DNA, and so you can become like immune to the common cold, the common flu, uh, certain types of cancer, things like that, like right off the bat. So that's kind of the the, the good news with the upgrade. And the uh, the CEO of the lab, uh, Sal Salter of Alter Labs, uh, works with the Union City Corporation to basically get it uh, distributed, and they distribute it for free as a humanitarian effort kind of thing, so to speak. And so. Um, with the promise of basically like better quality of life. And so they work with, with uh, Alt they work with the Union City Corporation to give this out for free around the world. And so one by one, like people are getting it all the time and, you know, see all these benefits and things like that. And uh, eventually, um, you know, certain countries start giving their control of their government to to Altair Labs or, sorry, Union City Corporation. Because mm -hmm. a corporation can totally do the best thing for you know everybody as a humanitarian effort yeah um my character works in the lab monica and, and her husband are, are my sister and brother-in-law and uh so I, I get wind uh i i overhear a conversation i'm not supposed to i work in it and i'm fixing something and basically they're the they're like talking amongst the elites of the the lab and all that stuff where they don't want people to uninstall it and so uh they want to warn people like you might get sick or die if you try to uninstall this. Uh, they don't actually tell the public that they send a, uh, um, I can't say it on here because I don't want to get flagged, but a- uh, Eel, as Doug Mark a, 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 a hashtag, uh, a hashtag command. Um, 
So uh, basically they, uh, you know, so I, I get one of that. I tell my sister and brother-in-law and there's a, a handful of people at the lab that I work with that, you know, I'm close with and I let them know what's going on. And so we, one of the people at the lab that I work with uh, knows of this city in Norway called Theoterra. And it's basically like a, a standalone city. It's got like, it's off the grid, all their own resources, all that kind of stuff. And so we work with that, that city go over there um, and start building basically a mountain on top of it. Um, and it looks, acts, feels, has all the vegetation, the uh, climate, everything of a, of a mountain in Norway. And so once that's complete, uh, we all basically, the, the five of us from my, or six of us from my work and Monica, or sorry, Eos and Halvor, yeah. uh, her and her husband, uh, we all flee to this mountain. And before I leave, I basically erase all data of GPS, photography, whatever, of this city before the mountain was on there and replace it where that mountain always exists so in that mountain we basically build uh lots of different tunnels and things like that so there's not one central point of you know access uh input or output and so we basically um try to we we can go really wherever we want uh union city kind of knows kind of what we are they don't they're not really familiar they call us cyber vikings as a derogatory term because the way we dress and it's more of our battle armor and things like that. But the 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 gist of it is we try to get people to understand what the upgrade is. If they've got it, we want to be able to uninstall it. But it's kind of a tricky thing because it's on a, what's called the cell net, which is on a certain frequency. And so in that, in so you have to block that frequency in order to uninstall it, so they can't send the hashtag command. Um, and so then basically uh, we figure out a way to um, we'll, we'll we'll talk to people if they're interested and in get it uninstalled. We put them in a, in a bath. We submerge them, submerge them, if you will. Uh, baptism. I mean, uh, what, what do we call it? The uh, yeah, it's um, we have it in term? our in our glossary. It's in our lore. Yeah, it's our yeah, it's our lore thing. Uh, oh, but also, also to add, um, the the city of Theoterra. It's kind of like our covert base operations mm -hmm. where the rebellion headquarters mm -hmm. and stuff is. So yeah. just, okay. that's why, that's why it's, uh, that's why he hit it and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like we figure out eventually that we can submerge them in this white liquid that basically uh, blocks that frequency. So we just get it right out and then there's no hashtag, hashtag uh, command. And uh, so yeah, basically we start to uh, evangelize. I mean, uh, tell people about the upgrade and try to get them to, to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also what? with that is the, the CEO of the lab, Sal Salter was on the board of directors for Union City Corporation, which is how he got tied in with that. Eventually he becomes voted in as the CEO of, of Union City Corporation, basically becoming the, the ruler of the corporation, AKA the One World Order, One World Government, whatever. Um, yeah. And so there's also other factions that we haven't uh, announced a whole lot. We have like in the glossary and things like that, but there's other factions of, of people that are trying to do the same thing. And eventually we'll down the road, we'll meet them and, and work with them and basically trying to take back the world and get it, you know, uh, back to where it should be uh, yeah. instead of a, a corporation running everything. So. Yeah. yeah. And we have taken the term cyber Vikings that, they used against us to basically say, okay, fine. We are cyber Vikings, you know? Mm -hmm. So the original leaders of the rebellion are the Theoterrans. And mm -hmm. then everybody else is the, that has become like 
that's now followed us part of yeah part of the the yeah. fighting and everything there are cyber vikings so okay wow okay we have a lot to talk about here i'm gonna be very 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 careful and i'm gonna start with charles's comment as he's listening to this charles says so i'm not the only one down the rabbit hole no nope. charles you're not i understand everything that they're saying and can fill in the blanks as they're saying it and i have to remind you we are on youtube so we're going to be very very careful uh what a creative way to reach out to people today with the truth of the gospel and, and the way that the Bible has this all about, um, you know, and we, we have a question, uh, Ginger Giant, what is this about? Um, we're not going to go into the details of that, but I think if you've uh, paid any attention to the way the world is going, uh, you, you might be able to see into it a little bit more. And I'd encourage you to follow uh, Theo Terrence so you can understand a little bit more. We're talking about the lore of the band and how they're using storytelling, not just music, but incorporating storytelling with it as well. And as I'm sitting here listening to this story, I'm like, oh, wow. This sounds a lot like seasons 10 and 11 of the X-Files, if you've ever watched those. So if you want to know what this is about, watch season 10 and 11 of the X-Files. Um, Charles says, yeah, we're going to have some good conversations. I pledge as a cyber Viking to stand for all that's right against everything that's wrong. Hey. <laughs> yes. um, let me ask this question, not necessarily about the story, because... I encourage people to do their own research into what's going on in the world and how this parallels that. I love it's a parallel timeline. That is so awesome mm. how you do that. Have you thought about doing comic books, storybooks, yes. short films? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. All of the above. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So even, even when we first started writing this, like we, we had this idea of once we have a completed story and we, we also basically also, uh, we, asked our fans, like they want to get involved and write their own stories. Like everything we're writing um, is is licensed out of Creative Commons 4.0 uh, CC, I think. So, um, like, you can create your own story either within our world or you can create your own standalone story. Um, the only thing that's trademarked is the the name Theo Terran, mm -hmm. uh, but everything else, basically, people we we have several several people that are writing their own parallel stories, or they'll write it within uh, within the actual lore that we're creating as well. Like Mike Cruz is one of them. Um, which is really cool uh, and, and something but, uh, that we, we wanted all along. So we want to involve, involve our, our fans and, and people that are interested to like, be creative with us. This is, this is your story too. It's not just something that we're creating um, just like the gospel. You know, we, we all get to spread the gospel and things like that. Yes. Um, and the other thing is we, we talked about initially, like we wanted, once we have kind of a completed story uh, on our end, um, we will, we want to have basically a, a comic book created. I have a friend of mine that's where well, we have a mutual friend that's a comic book artist. And so we have like a quote for how much and things like that. We were going to eventually do like a, um, like a crowdfunder kind of thing, uh, where people can like have their characters in the story and then like help fund it. And then you could have something tangible, like an actual comic book of the story with, with your character that you create in there. And eventually, yes, a movie, absolutely, or Hopefully. TV show. Maybe, yeah. maybe Netflix will pick it up great. or something. You know, that'd yeah. be cool. Absolutely. Well, if Netflix picks it up, though, we've got to be heavily involved because you know yes. how Netflix yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want our story, we tell it. Not you. We don't need additional things in there. Thank we don't. You. Yeah, yeah, there's certain things we don't need in there, but mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. 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 And I mean, <laughs> we even like 
go as far as we want people to not only just write their own stories and <coughs> characters, but also to wear their caught, like make costumes mm -hmm. of their characters and wear them to our shows and stuff. So, um, I mean, I've, I've seen part of Mike's costume, for example, and I'm really excited to see that done. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, like it's, pretty cool so that is yeah. so cool and uh jermaine says uh concept videos uh make it this a show or concept videos for youtube as well i'll be the raven how about that i'll be the the crazy uh, underground uh social media guy <laughs> pumping out go. the tunes yes. <laughs> in the gospel in the yeah. online radio underground online um, underground online radio there you go yeah, exactly yeah. the raven the <laughs> oh yes. that would be so cool we yes. gotta yeah. Yes. How how about action figures? That would be fun. Yeah. yeah. They have to have movable like arms and hands that do this though. Right. Yeah, they need, right. Yes, they, they have to have the, that. Yeah. We need the play arts Kai like this. This one. <laughs> 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 like, like this Laura Croft where yes. you, you can like take the hands off and yeah. So yep, then you there can you put a hand. <laughs> oh i love it we got the costumes and it, oh wow okay this is this is intense how this is this is more than just about music <laughs> yes yes <laughs> sounds good hey we've got um we got jake adams that says the raven could be the propaganda expert <laughs> yes yeah, that's my husband. Thank you, Jake. I like that. You're writing me into the story. He's over there. There we go. That is so neat. Yes. Hey, yeah, um, and I, yeah, we're, we're getting some comments too from Halo Nerd. I'm not going to put those up because it's a separate topic. Halo Nerd, I'd like you to reach out to me at lithoscry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y at gmail.com. And uh, we can have some conversations online about the, the topics that you want to talk about. There's some stuff that we um, can't address tonight because it's not on topic and other things that uh, are sensitive. So uh, we can talk offline. Email me at lithoscry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y at gmail.com. And this is The Raven, the underground propaganda expert. Yes. <laughs> yes. The, spin, the voice for the radio and everything. Yeah, I love that's it. That's right. The spin, the spin doctor here. There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, this is so much that you've done. Uh, you've written an entire parallel universe. You're writing music. You've got costumes, the ideas, the level of creativity. It's like an explosion of creativity. What's been the most difficult obstacle you guys have had to overcome in getting this project off the ground with all these different elements? I think getting people to kind of... Um... I latch on to the idea that it's more than just a band. So mm -hmm. because we're not doing the typical band thing, I think it's harder for, uh, it's harder for us to get that out there. So mm -hmm. we're just trying to uh, just finding ways of, you know, how do we, how do we market this? How do we get people involved? How do we spread the word? you know, in show that it's not really just the music, it's more, you know, that's, yeah. I think that's probably the most difficult part. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that yeah, I mean, it's agree. a lot that's going on. Go ahead, David. No, so I, I agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, that's been the hardest part where I think because we're doing something quite unique, you know, I, I don't know if there's been other bands that have had like lore and things like that, but I think with ours, it's because we're also involving, you know, fans or, or even people just that want to be involved that, you know, maybe they're not in their music or not, but like we want to invite, invite everyone to, to write, to write with us and, and help create this. Um, but it's not like a typical thing that most bands do. So, you know, most people, they hear, hear a song or they hear, um, you know, especially like the, this, this, the playlist generation where it's just, mm-hmm. you know, they'll have Spotify in the background. They're not even listening to it. You know, it, it's yeah. just kind of some noise in the background where, you know, like when you and I were younger, it's like, you know, when you knew an album was coming out and you know, you and your friends like anticipating it, then, then at least one of you gets the album. Then y'all basically would just hang out together and just listen to the album, like consume it as a whole, you know? And mm-hmm. you know, that those days are, I mean, Thankfully, my, my, my kids are, you know, they love CDs, they love albums, they're, they're into that kind of stuff. And I, we've been able to teach them that, that the beauty of that versus like, oh, I'll listen to this song, or it's just in a playlist. And, you know, it's just white noise in the background, they like they appreciate it more. And, yeah. you know, they'll even like open up the, 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 the linear notes and all that stuff, and read the lyrics. And it's just like, it just forms. My uh, head, you know? Yeah, it's going so, back to the way yeah, it was in the, in yeah, the, in the good yeah. old days. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that smell yeah. of the new the new print of you know yeah it's, there's there's a lot to it you know mm-hmm. can't get that on Spotify. No, you can't. And the smell of the vinyl, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. the, the the good stuff. Yes, the things yep. that that I really enjoy, the, the finer things in life. Yes. You know what you're doing is a lot of work for just background noise for somebody mm-hmm. just having something on while they're in the office. That's what yeah. they created Muzak for. That's that's what the Muzak yeah, system exactly, is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is this is not yeah. Muzak. David, I wanted to ask because the, this is synth rock. I mean, it's it's very synth rock oriented, and you've been known for your synthesizer work for the past several years. How did you discover that this was the um, uh, the mode of expression for you, the genre that fits you the most? A lot of trial and error and a lot of failure and not giving up is the easiest way I can say it. I, I you know, like I said, when I first started doing music as like a little more than a hobby, it was, I was trying to do EDM and my own version of that, if you will. Um, but I always kind of incorporated guitars in, in it or other synthesizers or things. Like it. it just, I love blending the organic and the, and the synthetic together. And I think it's just, mm-hmm. there's a certain, a way it works not your typical rock band or typical metal yeah. or you know whatever i think just adding other elements that people don't necessarily expect mm-hmm. um but it's things that i enjoy like i'm not going to release anything i don't like you know or i don't enjoy um and even with the dad jokes and stuff that people know me for it's like i go through i read through tons of these things and if it doesn't make me laugh i'm not gonna repeat yeah. it <laughs> so <laughs> you know um but yeah i think it's you know if anyone's trying to figure out their sound or they're starting a band or or whatever like honestly just try a lot of ideas see what you like you know it doesn't i mean you, you be, may be surprised you know and yeah just trial and error and don't give up there's there's been countless times i'm like you know what i'm done with music and and you know one of my friends um years ago had asked me, he's like, you know, why are you doing music? And I was like, well, I want, you know, want to reach people and uh, help, help, have them get something out of it, you know? 
And he said, then quit. I'm like, okay. He's like, look, people will always have their own expectations. They will always fail you just like you'll fail anyone else. If you're doing it for people, like there's no reason for it. Like just mm-hmm. quit. And I had to go back and like evaluate, like, why am I actually doing this? You know, if it's for the, you know, for someone, even though it's a good, you know, a good thing to, to make music, you know, the people enjoy, like that can't be my why. Uh, my why is basically like, I want to glorify God. I want him to use it to his fullest extent. And I won't write anything or release anything that won't glorify him. And, but I'm also open to, like I said, I mean, even though this is like, story driven it's also like still truth in there still the gospel in there and, and, and biblical aspects to it um but you know i could write songs on patacone they're just straight up worship songs and then there's songs that are literally just a science fiction story that a short story that came up in my head you know um but at the same time it's you know it's one of those things where i just just keep trying keep you know keep going for whatever you like you know and and probably more than likely you'll have you'll create something that probably hasn't been done before or at least it's it's unique enough where you know in my case it's synthesizers mixed with uh, guitars and everything else not that that hasn't been done before but it's just the way that i read it and i i like like i said before i love you know 80s bands like duran duran and depeche mode and uh, i love you know other bands from the you know like 90s industrial and um yeah but like i love all kinds of music so it's like i'll incorporate things that you wouldn't think would fit, you know? Yes. So, yeah. 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 Let me guess too. You, you enjoyed Howard Jones in the eighties as well. Do you remember mm-hmm. Howard? Jo- yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing him on American bandstand. Oh boy. I'm really dating myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> on American American bandstand. I probably, I probably watched the same episode. Yeah. He was standing the there in time. the middle of that entire bank of synthesizers. I was like, that is the yeah. coolest thing I right. have ever seen. Right? Yes. yes. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told my parents, that's what I want. You know what? I got I got a Casio keyboard that played the samba. I mean, you gotta start somewhere, you know. Yeah, you do. You do. So I kind of put that dream aside and now we're on this side. And going back to the vinyl and the old days of oh Howard Jones. Yes. Jermaine, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yes, exactly. You're dude right there. Brother, hey. Hey. Uh, We got a comment that we forgot the cassette tapes back in the day Mm -hmm. as well. Oh, my. (laughs) And And number two pencils. pencils. That's important. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, the pencils. If you you had cassettes, you had to have a pencil to get it back in there again. Mm Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, They did not sound good, though. That was the worst sounding medium. (laughs) (laughs) They were nice. That hasn't made a comeback. Yeah, they have made that. Yeah, there are some bands issuing stuff on cassette just for the fun of it. And I do, I do have a dual cassette player over on the stereo rack on the other side. One right I over some, here. Yep. Yep. I do have some older <laughs> vinyl. Yep. And I'm like, I'll, I'll listen to them and be like, that is just not doing it for me. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it is. It is. Wow. David, you brought it up. Dad jokes. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been watching you do those reels, and those oh. have been fun to watch. <laughs> She's already shaking her head. <laughs> we need a good dad joke tonight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you call a line of people uh, lifting mozzarella? A cheesy pickup line. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <All right. laughs> What what did the sushi what did the sushi say to the bee? 
Wasabi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just I just roll my eyes at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Jake's laughing. What do, you, what do you call a, a pile of cats? A mountain. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and this is where Lithos Cry lost a lot of followers. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> or good humor, I don't know. Bye. Yeah. Click. <laughs> and about yeah. yeah. And hey. <laughs> the ginger giant wants to know, <laughs> David. Thank you for this. You're welcome. That made my evening a little bit more levity this evening. And we, we got it all. We got creative storytelling. We got great music. We got comedy. And this is the all-in-one package. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the ginger giant wants to know: Is Theo Terran on YouTube? And do you have a channel? Yes. Yes. Uh, so if you go to YouTube.com and just search for Theo Terran, it's just at Theo Terran. If, uh, I think you actually might put the uh, the link down below there for you. Thanks for asking. Appreciate it. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely worth following. And if you like the track that we featured tonight, you're going to like every other track that they have as well. They are mm -hmm. all just as good. I, you know, when I first heard Warcry, I was previewing it as I was driving. I, th I forget where I was driving to. I was driving to the gym is where I was going. And I was getting pumped up. I was like, yeah, this is this is good stuff. I really like this. Gets you in the mode. Had me had a great workout afterwards, too. So if you're looking for some new good workout music, this is some some really good music here. And you know, as, as I was preparing for this edition, I was thinking to myself, and this is the, one of the first times I've thought this. It's not something that I say to everybody. You know, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, when people are talking about Christian rock and Christian music. They're going to be talking about your band. They're going to be talking about Theo Terran. They're going to be, you know, like we talk about from like the 80s and the, and the 90s, we talk about, oh yeah, remember DC Talk, remember uh, Petra, Striper, Blood Good, White Cross, all those bands. But the, you guys are paving the future. And this is what people are going to be talking about 20 to 30 years from now. And it's really exciting to be a part of what you're doing and being able to serve you tonight on this, on this live stream. Thank you so much. Oh, Praise thank Jesus. You. Yes, absolutely. Before we close tonight, I want to ask this, what you do is so unique and we know that music is a language and different genres of music are like a different form of language to different people. Who have you been finding that responds the most to what you're doing? What, what type of person does what you're doing resonate with? Have you really kind of seen that or been able to gauge that at all? I think it's, I feel like it's kind of a mix, you mm -hmm. know, because it's a mixture between um, just people that like rock music or they like synth music or whatever. Um, and you know, they, people that, that love Jesus. And, um, I think it's also people that, well, at least my hope is that it's people that feel drawn to it because of the community that we've kind of created. Yeah. Um, so I, at least I hope that's, you know, <laughs> No, that's yeah. that's all. Those so. are all good answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the biggest part for us is we we also wanted to create a community. You know, 
and it's kind of like anyone's anyone's invited you know you don't have to look or act or whatever like you don't have to be a certain age group like mm. that's what i love about music is it transcends generations it transcends you know races it transcends you know every aspect of humanity where anyone can listen to it and enjoy it and there's not like a you don't have a cookie cutter theo Terran fan or, or whatever um right Mm-hmm. You know, and I think with what we've seen is, you know, we've had, you know, like uh, when we went to um, audio feed last year, yeah. um, that's our second show. And there was a little girl, she was probably maybe like nine years old, eight, something she like that. Yeah, she was younger. Yeah, she, she was really was young. Seven or eight. Yeah. So yeah. we've had, we have like seven, eight year olds and then we've got 60 year olds. So yeah, plus, are, yeah. Yeah. Plus that are listening to us. So I, yeah. 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 We've got, uh, I just, I just noticed here that Charles Martin, the comments, thank you everybody for the comments this evening. I have to go back to this. Charles is trying out the dad jokes as well tonight. Oh man. Those that are listening, don't look at, don't look at the screen. What do you feed a teddy bear? Monica, you can answer that by reading the bottom. (laughs) What do you feed a teddy bear? Nothing. He's already stuffed. <laughs> yes. <There you> <laughs> yes. I, I pulled I that. You the head turn. Yeah. 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 I did the Patagonia. Yeah, the Patagonia head turn is like. Oh, hi there. Teddy bear. Oh, hi yeah. there. Didn't see you there. Wow. Oh, He's I didn't see you there. Thank you so much. Hey, and I, yes. I really want to appreciate everybody who's joining us for the first time tonight. Uh, that's that's watching. Go ahead and uh, let me get the comments off here. Go ahead and subscribe to us right here on YouTube. Boy, I just can't get rid of that dad joke there. There we go. Okay. There we go. <laughs> go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the bell. That helps the algorithm. We know the way that that works and helps us to better serve artists like David and Monica with Theo Terran and helping to get their story and their music out. This is more than just about the music. We're here tonight, and I'd like to thank Anuki, who I uh, will not have the time to put up on the screen tonight, but thank you for reminding us that it is about Jesus, that all of this is about Jesus Christ, and that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. But it's so important right now that you respond to Holy Spirit and confess Jesus as Lord and and believe upon him because that is the only way of salvation. That's what this is about. That's why Monica and David are doing what they're doing. It's so that Jesus may be glorified and so that men will be saved. And that's why we do what we do here at Lithos Cry. And there's a lot of people that had a lot of questions about a lot of other things. I just wanted to stay on topic tonight because we've got a short amount of time to do this in. Um, but if you've got those questions, definitely, I'd like to talk to you more. You can reach out to me personally at lithoscry, that's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y, at gmail.com. You can check us out. Check out our website at lithoscry.com, too. We are here for you. Uh, this is a ministry. That's what this is about. And we're here to serve you who are in our audience. David and Monica, anything else you'd like to share this evening before we close out? You know, honestly, and I'll just go back to the whole, like you were saying, the whole reason we do this, and it's it's for the glory of Jesus Christ. It's for people to know who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in a nutshell, we were all sinners. We all have broken God's laws. We've broken his commands. We've hurt others. We've hurt ourselves, which breaks God's heart. 
and uh, we couldn't fix it ourselves. We could never be good enough or do anything that would impress him enough to be like, hey, you're in, you know. Um, and the beauty is God chose to come down on, on his own to live a perfect life, to teach us how to live. And also he died on, on our behalf, came back to life to get, get power over death, hell, and the grave and enabled us to have a relationship with him. Uh, the one thing that's been constant in my life is, is God. Mm. I've, I've done some terrible things in my life. I've done some not so terrible things and I've done everything in between. And I have a God who genuinely loves me. He likes me. He loves you. He likes you as well. And he wants to have a relationship with us. That's, that's the best thing we can have in the, in this life. And, and also after we die. And so it's not that just you get God in heaven later on, it's you get to have a relationship with him now. Yeah. And so if you're, Tune in now if you tune in sometime in the in the future, whatever that is. Like honestly, like really reach out to God. It says that you see if you seek him, you'll find him. He's not hard mm-hmm. to find. And you can look in the Bible, start with John, just start somewhere, you know, and, and read about Jesus and who he is. He's a real person. He's not some made up figure of someone's imagination. And he genuinely loves you. He genuinely wants to have a relationship with you. And it's it's just submitting to him. It's, you know, saying that he's Lord and Savior. Believe in your heart and confess in your mouth that he is, he is Lord and you'll be saved. Yes. And that's why we do what we do. This is why, this is who we serve. Mm-hmm. The term wouldn't exist. I would, I mean, I'd be gone a long time ago if it wasn't for God. Same. <laughs> you know, so our car, our war cry is really for you to know him. Mm-hmm. And, if you have any questions on that, feel free to reach out. We're not hard to get a hold of either. You can reach out to us on social media, whatever. We'd love to have a conversation with you. We'd love to talk to you. Love to share share with uh, with you and uh, help you understand any of that kind of stuff. And then also, there's lots of churches around everywhere, you know. And I'm sure you probably know people who are Christians, and you can ask them what is this thing about. But you think it's just start searching. If you do know God, you know what I'm talking about. You you can't go back because it's the most beautiful, wonderful relationship you'll have in this life ever. Mm -hmm. And God will literally change your life. He'll change you for the better. He doesn't expect you to be perfect. You don't have to be good enough before you can come to him. You can come to him as you are. Mm -hmm. There's no like, okay, well, I got to do this, this, and this. God's like, no, no, today's the day of salvation. So just want to encourage you guys with that. That's why we do what we do. And I'm, I'm sure Glenn's the same way. And Monica's the same way. Like, yeah, that's who we serve. We serve a wonderful, loving, caring God who cares about people, who loves people. Mm-hmm. And he wants to have a relationship with you. And it just starts to surrender. It just starts with, you know, saying, God, I, I messed up. I sinned. I messed up. I broke your law. And I know you can, I know you can forgive me. I know you've already paid the price. And so I surrender to that. I agree with you on that. And I want to have a relationship with you starting right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. And that can happen for some of our viewers and those that are in our audience right now. If anything that David just shared with you just kind of hit your heart and you're like, oh, that's me. I'm the man or I'm, I'm the woman. You're, God, you're speaking to me. Today's the day you can ask Jesus to save you right now. It's just that simple. It just says in Romans 10, 9, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord, he will save you. It's that simple. It's that's the gospel is that simple. Wow. And David, you just put it so clearly. We've, we've tried to make it into something that is so complex with all Mm -hmm. these things that you do and you don't do. 
no man can uphold the law, the whole law. It's impossible. And it says in the book of James that if you break one commandment, you've broken them all. You're guilty of breaking them all. It's because it's not just a list of rules that you're breaking. The law, the Ten Commandments, they represent God's holiness. Mm-hmm. That's the best picture that we have to even comprehend. All those things that he tells us not to do, those are things that he just in his nature cannot do. It, mm-hmm. you know, and we're so opposite of that. But because of Jesus's blood, we can be saved. We can be washed of our sins. And he won't see ever again the things that you've done that you're ashamed of. He'll wash those away and he'll see you as a brand new person. And that's what salvation is. And there's so many people asking for wanting the, wanting salvation, wanting things to change. And they keep trying to do it by themselves. This is my word for those that have been trying to do it by yourselves, but you find yourself, it's just not working. It's not going to work. Just surrender. Mm-hmm. Just surrender to Jesus. Just give yeah. it to him and he will save you. He will set you free. We're not talking about religion. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about relationship. And David and Monica, thank you so much for sharing this evening tonight. What a great way to start the the eighth season of Raven's Heart in like our fifth year. Oh, sixth year. Six year. This is our <laughs> sixth year of broadcasting. So wow. wow really day. exciting. <laughs> thank you so much. And everybody, until next week, we will be back next week. Peace out and rock on. And David Monica, if you could just hold on the line for me, we'll be back. Uh, I'll be back with you guys in a moment. Lithoscry.com.